What's up, y'all? It's your man Ernest, or you love Ernest, or according to Facebook, the guy who will have been married in 2027. Um, back again with another episode of the Ernest Thoughts podcast, and um, you know this these first this first topic or these first two people that I'm discussing. Um, I wasn't going to plan, I wasn't planning on talking about them this entire, this episode in general. Um, but I just, when I read up on the news about them, um, I thought it was important to talk about, hence why I'm talking about it here. Um, so this first person that I'm going to talk about is, uh, Shukri Abdi. Um, she's the 12 year old girl who was, I'm saying was murdered out in the UK. Uh, she is Muslim. She's black and she's Muslim as well. Um, and she just got into the UK, um, and a couple of her school, uh, mates murdered her basically. <clears throat> I'm going to read this story. Um, this is pretty disturbing stuff, if you ask me. I read this story, uh, so I know about it, but I'm going to read it for those who don't know about it. And then we're going to talk about a very similar situation that happened in the UK to another child. Um, and I believe the same year. But let's start with this one. So, The Guardian... Uh, is is where I'm reading this article, and the title is "Death of Shukri Abdi, 12 in Bury River, an Accident," says coroner. Okay, now let's read what the article says. A coroner has concluded that a 12-year-old schoolgirl's death by drowning was an accident. The body of Shukri Abdi, who first came to the UK in January 2017, was found in the river Irwell, Irwell in Bury, Greater Manchester, on the 27th of June in 2019. A group of children were with her at the river in the period before she died. Shukri's mother, Zamzam Arab, Torre had hoped that the coroner would rule that Shukri has been un unlawfully killed. However, Joanne Kearsley, the senior coroner for North Manchester, said that the evidence heard during the inquest did not support the con that conclusion. The family's legal team say they are considering judicially reviewing the coroner's conclusion. Speaking after the inquest, Ture said that the fight for her daughter would continue. This is her quote. I feel so bad today with this decision. I have waited a long time for justice and I know justice will come. I hope so. The children connected with the case can be referred 
only ask child one, two, three, four, and five, basically. The actions of child one were closely scrutinized during the inquest as she encouraged Shukri to get into the water <clears throat> and promised to teach her how to swim. By the way, before I continue reading, child one, well, I'm going to continue reading and then I'm going I'm to talk, I'm going to let y'all hear child about child one for yourself. And then I'm going to share my thoughts, of course. There is absolutely no evidence before the court that Child One had any intention to kill Shukri, the coroner said. She also rejected claims that anyone had had pushed Shukri into the into the water. However, in a thirty-seven page ruling on Friday, the coroner said that Child One should have recognized the risk of death to Shukri. Once they were in deep water and Shukri was relying on her to stay afloat. She rejected claims that child one had not led Shukri into deep water. I am satisfied that child one's breach of duty caused or made a significant contribution to Shukri's death, she said. <clears throat> the... Coroner identified two moments on the day of Shukri's death where she was reluctant to go with child one and child two to the river, but was persuaded to accompany them. She found Shukri was subjected to peer pressure, particularly by child one, on the first occasion. Although when Shukri did get into the river, she found her... She found her to be a willing to participate. <clears throat> the coroner said that on the balance of probability, Shukri's death was accidental. She said the child Shukri entered the water with was aware Shukri could not swim in an area of deeper water. That child started to swim underwater and Shukri panicked. The other child struggled to struggled to swim, and probably pushed Shukri off, at which point Shukri went underwater. The coroner said she planned to write to the chief const constable of Greater Manchester, damn, y'all got some long-ass names down there, UK, Re recommended a commendation for two of the children. Child three and child four, who tried to save Shukri's life. Shukri's mother complained to the independent office for police conduct about police failures to investigate the case adequately. The IOPC's regional director, Amanda Roy, said, We found insufficient evidence to suggest that GMP did not conduct a thorough investigation and I am satisfied that it was carried out in line with national and local policies and procedures. Atik Malik of Liberty Law Solicitors, who, rep who represented Shukri's family, <clears throat> said the coroner had accepted many of the points made by the family's legal team 
But that in light of the coroner's conclusion that Shukri's death was accidental, they were now considering a judicial review of the ruling of the ruling. Masalim of the Justice for Shukri campaign said this campaign was set up to protect and provide immediate support for the family in the fight alongside the legal team to ensure that the truth of Shukri's death was exposed and to ensure that no family ever has to experience the obstacles this mother had to face simply to get the truth surrounding her beautiful child's death. A spokesperson for Hazelwood High High School said, <clears throat> As a community, we were very saddened when we learned of Shukri's death. Shukri was described by one of her teachers as a joy to have in class and is remembered as a happy and smiling girl. I'm trying to see... Hold on for a second. Because <clears throat> the article I've read had quotes by Child One, and I'm almost toward the end. And again, it was, a art- it was an article from The Guardian. So I don't know if they published two articles on this and I just clicked on the wrong one that I read earlier. Sorry for the inconvenience, people. But uh, let me pause this real quick, and yeah, you'll you'll uh, hear me when I find that article that I read. I know it was on our, uh, the Guardian, though. Okay, back and yes, I was right. <laughs> the Guardian actually published two stories on this same situation, and both stories have very similar language. I didn't see who wrote it, um, but they're both on the Guardian, so. Now what I'm about to read to you is the actual article I read this morning. And this is the one that has the quotes and very disturbing statements uh, from Child One and about Child One. So let me start from pretty much because the first three paragraphs is pretty much the same thing I just read to y'all, but on a different article. So I'm going to start with this fourth paragraph here. Child one, who said she pushed Shukri, did not give evidence directly as other children who witnessed the incident did via video link at an inquest hearing in February. Joanne Kearsley, the senior coroner for Manchester North, who is presiding over the hearing, read out the child's witness statement, a video of a police interview with with the child was played in the court in a written testament uh, statement from her personal tutor was read out. In the evidence, child one said of Shukri, she was holding my legs at the, at the back. I pushed her. I accidentally pushed her to the deep end. I couldn't swim like that. I pushed her. She thought she could she thought she could swim, but didn't know how to swim. She got into the water next to me. She was grabbing my hand. Something happened. She went down in the water to get back up 
She didn't make it. We were calling to Shukri to get up. She didn't get up. We were all crying and shouting. She's like really small. We were panicking. We were like, no, this cannot happen. That was child one's statement. A statement from Jillian Fenton, a, pa a paramedic with Northwest Ambulance Service who attended the scene after the 999 call was made and saw the four children on the riverbank said no one appeared to be crying or in any state of distress. Hmm. She said no one appeared to be wet. Let me read that line one more time. No one appeared to be wet and she wondered if anyone had made any attempt to rescue her. Hmm. Remember that first article I read you, they were claiming that child three and four tried to save Shukri. So they wanted to get them off because child three and four tried to save Shukri. But this statement here is saying no one tried to save Shukri. In fact, nobody was wet. In order to save Shukri who drowned in water, you would have to get wet. How can you save a child? How can you save someone who is drowning Without getting wet. If you're not calling for that help, of course. Also, they, it seems as though there were no tears. Not, not, neither their face or their clothing was wet. But let me continue because I, I got to continue reading this. After Shukri's death, Child One's school organized an at-home tutor for her. David Stockdale assisted her mainly with math and English. She was caring and compassionate, he said in a statement read out in court. Y'all going to love this net statement, too. He said her social skills were limited, and on one occasion, she had tried to squirt him with water. He referred to an incident involving biscuits saying child one had told him you better not eat them all or I will kill you child one once again child one is the one who pushed Shukri in the pool and claimed that she did it she didn't say why she did it but she claimed it wasn't out of malice now this is a little girl who is threatening her tutor to not eat biscuits all the biscuits threatening to kill her tutor if he ate all the biscuits but he's claiming she's a sweet compassionate girl with limited social skills i'll continue his statement said i cannot stress enough how lovely enjoyable and amazing it was to work with child one she has been dehumanized undeservedly. I feel it's really important for a child one to have stability and feel that people care about her. She has lost part of her childhood. Yet it happens when you are a child who murders somebody. D.I. Andrew Naismith of Greater Manchester Police told the court on Wednesday... There was nothing either of the criminal <clears throat> nature or anything untowered that happened to Shukri when 
she entered the water. Shukri came to the UK with her mother. Oh, I remember this next part. So this, the last two paragraphs is basically reiterating uh, where Shukri came from and why they uh, migrated to the United Kingdom. But y'all, it's crazy. First off, rest in peace to Shukri Abdi. There's another situation just like this one. And you know what? Let, let me get to reading that one. And it happened in the UK as well. The victim, once again, is a 12-year-old boy named Christopher Capessa. Let me go on the... So this one is from BBC News this time. Guardian didn't uh, publish this one. Or at least I can't find it on the Guardian. So. The, the One of the headlines uh, before the paragraphs. The family of the 13 year old boy has accused the Crown Prosecution Services CPS and South Wales Police of institutional racism for not prosecuting a suspect over his death. Now on to the story. Christopher Capessa's body was found in the river Sinon, a Sinon near Fernhill Rhonda Sinon Taff on the July on first the first of July. These long ass damn names for these places y'all got. Shout out to the UK though. The CPS said there was no public interest to bring a manslaughter case despite sufficient evidence. South Wales police said it had full confidence in its investigation. In a letter to the family seen by the BBC Wales, seen by BBC Wales, the CPS said there was clear evidence the suspect pushed Christopher into the river but we're not continuing with prosecution. Okay. Now on to what happened. <clears throat> Christopher, who could not swim, and a group of young people were out by the river, Sinon, on the 1st of July, 2019, when he died. An initial investigation by South Wales Police concluded there were no suspicious circumstances, but serious concerns were raised by the family and their lawyer, Hillary Brown, who complained that only four of the 14 young people who were at the scene of Christopher's death had been interviewed by police officers. In a letter to the family, last Wednesday, the CPS said there was sufficient evidence to support a charge of unlawful act of manslaughter. It said the suspect was mature and intelligent for his age and had a good school record. There was clear evidence that the support pushed the, the, the suspect pushed Christopher in the back with both hands, causing him to fall into the river. It added that push was an un, unlawful act and it was clearly dangerous in that. On an objective standard, 
it created in a danger of it created a danger of some harm. It added that the evidence suggested the push was not in an effort to harm someone, but ill-considered. In a statement on Monday, a CPS spokesman said that decisions on cases such as this are difficult, but each must be judged on its own merit. As in every case, both in evidential test and public interest tests, must be passed for a prosecution to take place, he added. And coming and coming to our decision carefully, considering cons- consideration was given to the law regarding the prosecution of youths and the public interest test was not met. Our thoughts are with Christopher's family. We have given them a full explanation of our decision making in this tragic case. Let me continue reading on to see if I need to continue reading the rest of this because I'll read this statement from the lawyer, um, Hillary Brown. The decision of the CPS is disappointing in light of the fact that they confirmed that the evidential threshold was met for bringing a charge for manslaughter against a young man. Because that was definitely uh, a statement that I remember from that situation, the Christopher, uh, from that case right there. Um this is wild. This is wild. Two teens, two young kids, same, pretty much same uh, area, come to the country with the same circumstances. Two different teens, let me put it that way. Two different preteens. Come to the come to the United Kingdom, pretty much for the same circumstances, but you know, two totally different schools, uh, different ages, but they, you know, maybe their birthdays were months apart. Um, suffered from the same death, hanging out with kids from their school. Somebody thinks it's funny to pull a prank. They push him in. The murderers, well, the murderer and the accomplices don't get charged with a damn thing. It's, we don't want to ruin this kid's life. He's a good student. We don't want to ruin her life. Child one is, she's a sweet girl. And she, yeah, she has uh, limited social skills. But she's a sweet girl and just don't eat all her biscuits because she will get mad at you. But other than that, she's a real sweet girl. and She's a lovely, lovely little girl. Just don't eat her biscuits. Are you fucking kidding me? First of all, child one is a sociopath. I'm sorry. 
No, I'm not sorry. Child one is a sociopath. A psychopath. Child one is going to kill more people. Or start or or go into animals because they're sheltering the fuck out of her and they're gonna give her rabbits and pets and, and all this other shit. Now, this 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 young boy in the Christopher uh case. I don't know what they're doing with him. They didn't speak much about him or the fourteen other teenagers that was there with him. That saw what happened. Chris made it clear that he couldn't swim. They thought it was funny to push him in. Or they didn't give a fuck about that. Shukri made it clear to child one and the and I believe it was child two that I do I'm not going in that water. I do not know how to swim. I don't feel comfortable. Child one pressured her into going into the water. Her, child one and child two made it seem as though they were going to help her swim. <clears throat> she went in there, trusting child one. Child one's claiming, "Oh, I I don't know how to swim so well," but earlier on in that in that uh, um, in that article. It says that she went for a deep dive at one point before coming back up. You ain't got to be Michael Phelps out here, but if you could go underwater and swim around, I can say I'm saying you're pretty good at swimming. Or at least you know the 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 you you're 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 teetering on the 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 baseline of of a whale and a human being. You know, whale like abilities or any other, you know, undersea animal or creature. But if you could dip underwater and breathe and come back up, clearly that's a sign that you you're you're better at swimming than you think that you are or that you say that you are. Cuz people who aren't good swimmers aren't going to go underwater for some time, even if it's just a few seconds, 10 seconds, three seconds, five. Child one went underwater, child two claimed that she freaked out or whatever, or they freaked out. They don't say the gender of child two. We only know the gender of Shukri and Child One, which they were both girls. Or are both girls. But Child One is a sociopath. But you know what? They're letting this child get away with it simply because, oh, she's she's just so young and she's probably so white and and we don't want to ruin her life and this girl threatened her tutor. And this man is so white supremacy and just this whole aspect of white people getting away with so much shit. 
because their lives matter more. It's so crazy that this man said, yeah, she threatened me because she didn't want me to eat all the biscuits. But she's still a lovely little girl. She's very smart and people are being very mean and harsh to her. What? Think of any black, tell me one black girl in the UK, in the United States, anywhere that will get that same treatment if she threatened to kill somebody for a stupid ass reason as you, you're, you're going to eat all of my favorite snack. Or it could be a, something as simple as somebody, I don't know, somebody smacks their teeth a little bit when it smacks their lips. When they drink water, they they do that when they take a sip of something. And a little black girl would say, if you don't stop doing that, I'm going to fucking kill you. Or I'm going to kill you. Y'all putting that girl away. Black girls get put away for falling asleep in, in class. Literally. Having an attitude with the teacher. Oh, I was threatened. I was threatened. Meanwhile... Child one literally threatened a teacher. And it's, oh, 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 she's just so, she's very mature for her age. Yeah, she's lacking a little bit in the social skills, but she's very mature for her age. She's very smart and she's a sweet little girl. Amazing. Amazing. And this is not amazing in a good way. It's amazing in like, how is this shit real? When I look at shit like this, I think, how is this shit real? When I look at a lot of stuff, honestly, I'm like, how is this shit even real life? How am I seemingly the only person that can see through this? And say, there's something wrong here. And I know I'm not the only person who can do that. But how is this real? This girl, y'all talk about the justice system in the United States. The justice system in this country, that country, all around the world. But every single Well, you know what? It seems like the European nations. Justice means whatever they want it to mean. And you can't help to think, or at least for me, I can't help to think, man, white supremacy is heavily prevalent in this situation. Oh, you're race baiting, you're race baiting. It don't matter about the race. It's a simple fact that somebody was murdered. You don't even know the race of child one, two, or three, or four. And how can you fight? I highly doubt if child one is a black girl and she did this to... And if I'm wrong, I will get on here and y'all know, y'all know me. If you know Joe, then you definitely know me if you listen to this podcast. With that being said, if I am wrong, I will get on here and say, yeah, I over I assumed that child one 
is, was white. I assumed that child one got off because of white supremacy. And I apologize for that. And I was wrong. But for the time being, <laughs> since the United Kingdom is still overwhelmingly white, like the United States, like other European nations. I'm going to assume. Child one is white. And because I'm going to assume child one is white, I'm going to assume that a lot of the people that were involved in this situation, not just the other children outside of Shukri, of course, but from the judge, from the people who were investigating this situation are white. And with that being said, I am going to assume white supremacy got away with murder once again. Let's not make it seem like this is some old shit and that was back in the 70s. That was back in the 50s. That was back in the 30s. That was, no, it's still prevalent today. This is wild. This is wild. There's video evidence. I'm pretty, because they, it said something about the kids recording the situation. I'm pretty sure there's video evidence of them showing Shukri drowning. They tried to claim that child three and four tried to save Shukri. Child three and four were probably the ones recording. The EMTs got there. None of the children were wet. The EMTs got there and noticed that none of the children were crying or seemed like they were upset. It was, eh. Yeah, um, this girl, she, she drowned. So, uh, yeah, do your job and fetch her body. Child one came with that sob story of, oh my God, we, it was so traumatic and we will say, Shukri, get up, please get up. Oh no, this cannot be. That's a sociopath. And the, 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 the tutor talking about she's mature for her age. She is a young soci sociopath in the making. If she can lie like that. Make up these stories of, oh my God, it was just so hard. And it was hard for all of us. And we were crying. And oh my. And yes, I pushed her. And and then she got away with not having to explain why she pushed her in the first place. And it was all. But you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, this happened in the UK. These are the motherfuckers. Shout out to the UK. I understand y'all are. Uh, I was talk. I, I will talk more about my my wrapped my Spotify wrapped numbers at the end of this episode. But in the UK, y'all are up there as one of my uh, I guess loyal listeners. 
But like I do with every episode, I got to keep it real. Number two, if it doesn't apply, let it fly. And three, y'all motherfuckers know y'all place ain't perfect. Like y'all know, y'all know the UK ain't perfect. So what I'm about to say here is <clears throat> all this pretending that this girl did nothing wrong. All this pretending like these children did nothing wrong. All this pretending from the tutor like child one is the perfect little angel although she threatened to kill him because she didn't want him to eat up all the biscuits you know um all that pretending doesn't surprise me when it comes from the united kingdom a place that is that has you know royalty and all this stuff and they're pretending like that shit actually is real and it really matters in the real scheme of things you got an old white woman who simply, the UK been playing dress up for forever. It's literally a big ass real life game of dress up and pretend. And I am the queen and I am being revered this way. And she has, uh, yeah, sure. Her, her word holds weight there <clears throat> for some reason. But when you really, really, really think about it, her word don't mean shit. What she do don't mean shit. Everything else about it don't mean shit. In the grand scheme of things. So at one point, I'm looking at this situation. I'm looking at the Christopher situation. And I'm like, I'm not surprised that the UK is pretending like <laughs> that they're pretending. Like, the shit that they don't want to be real, they're totally ignoring. And the shit that they do want to be real is 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 being put out there as the truth. Truth, in, truth is, in both situations, both Shukri and Christopher, let it be known to the group of individuals that they're with that they don't fuck with water. They cannot swim. Truth is, the children within that situation still thought it would be fun and a good idea to push both Shukri and Christopher in water, knowing that both of them made it clear to them that they cannot swim. Truth is, if that was any other way, Especially with black kids. Manslaughters and all this other stuff. And the crazy thing is they talked about how there was evidence that showed that um, child one and the other children, I believe, should have been should have been uh, charged. But again, this is pretend land. UK ain't the only spot with pretend land. America... It's pretend land as well, but we don't have kings and queens and, and royalty and shit. When we call Beyonce Queen B, we don't really mean that. Uh, some people do, they cycles, but for the for, for the grand scheme of things, Beyonce, we're not going to Beyonce's word on 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 shit. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all go to the queen when her word truly doesn't matter. 
And when I say y'all UK, again, this may not apply to you. But it does apply to somebody out there. It does. And I've got plenty of friends in the UK, by the way, that don't really, they feel the same way I feel about the whole king and queen bullshit. They don't pay attention to it, but they know people personally who grab over that shit and they look at them and discuss like this is just another person. In fact, this person has no influence on anything here in the United Kingdom. Or wherever, right? This is crazy. This is disgusting. Um, Justice for both of these children. Um, Definitely will have to... Well, all these situations. I will have to look into it more to see if something new comes out. I doubt it, though. I doubt it. I think these kids... Um, are not going to get the justice that their parents and their families want them to get. I know Shukri's mom was like, I know we're going to get justice one day. And I hope she's right. The pessimist in me is like, nah, man, you're, they, they killed your daughter. Your daughter's murderer is able to walk around and being revered and all that. Your daughter's murderer is going to grow up to murder other people's kids or pets And be a psychopath. And you know. As long as she keeps her grades good. And whatever. And as long as she keeps up her pure whiteness. And she doesn't taint it by having relations with. You know other black or Muslim or anybody else. um, Non-white. Then they're all. They're they're going to forgive her actions. Um. They might even go back to the Shukri situation and say, well, she is someone who is clearly suffering from trauma and mental instability, and she needs help, not imprisonment, but don't have that same credence for black folks who need actual mental help. We get the axe hammer. They get the help that they Oh, so deserve. And I'm not saying they don't deserve it. Everyone who definitely... This girl needs the help. But what she also needs is not to be coddled. Because I think she is clearly trying to get away. Uh, Well, not trying to get away. She did get away. But I think she is going to get more comfortable in sending threats to people. And... Simply testing the waters, no pun intended, but testing the waters to the limits that she can possibly get away with simply because she got away with murder. She's threatening to kill tutors because she don't want the tutor to eat up all the treats. And she and her little mind knows you're going to say, oh, she's a little girl. She ain't thinking that far. She's a little girl. According to the tutor, she's very advanced for a little girl her age. But now she's just a little girl. She don't think that far. Okay. 
she's a little girl who don't think that far and and all this other stuff, but she's very smart in advance for her age, and we don't want to punish her because if we punish her, we're going to ruin her education. She could grow up to be very, very intelligent and very, very masterful at killing motherfuckers and getting away with it. And her stories are going to get more and more advanced. They're not just going to be, oh, we was just, oh my God, we was calling for her to get up and she didn't get up. And we were all crying and wet and everything. And nobody is really crying or wet and everything. Come on, yo. The evidence is there. The evidence in the Christopher uh, situation is there. Kid tells the group, I can't swim. One kid says, I don't give a fuck. Pushes kid in there. 14 of them, all 14 of the motherfuckers decide, or the other 13 of them, decide not to do anything about it. And also, what's the point of, there was 14 of them in a group, and only 4 of them were interviewed by the cops. Which means 10 of them just... Were just didn't nothing. So what, what? What was that all about? What was that all about? There've been times where I've been on a bus and a fight went down, and a cop wanted statements from everybody, whether you were involved in the bus or not. So you mean to tell me there's a group of fourteen year old? Uh, well, I don't know how old these kids range, but. The kid, uh, but Chris Christopher was thirteen, so it wouldn't surprise me if there were fourteen year olds there. But there was a group of of young people, as they put it in the in the uh, article, and there was fourteen of them, but only four of them get questioned. The kid who pushed Christopher and three other kids that were unnamed, and then ten of them just. Just didn't get questioned as if they weren't there, even though they were there. Yeah, you cannot tell me there's not the, these situations are being handled accordingly and being handled with full care and handled with the with intelligence. They're just not. None of those cases that I just read were handled in a way that they should have been handled, that they probably would have been handled had Shukri and Christopher been white kids. And that it were non-black kids who did it to them, or they were white kids who were from wealthy backgrounds and hanging out with other white kids, and boom. Then justice would have been served. Or at least some form of punishment would have been served. The only punishment they given to child one is that she can't go to school. She's homeschooling now, but... Come on now. What kid isn't homeschooling nowadays? Kids are homeschooling now because of of the pandemic. And she's probably still homeschooling now because that situation happened in 2019. Before the lockdowns and everything. So you really didn't punish this girl. You just prepared her for the next year of school, which happens to be this year of schooling. Homeschooling. The point is, the other kids who are homeschooling right now, they didn't murder somebody. This girl did. 
And her only punishment is she has to be homeschooled. And they didn't even... They didn't even uh, categorize it as a punishment. They was just like, we want to protect her and her mental, uh, you know, her mental uh, safety or whatever. So we're going to keep her away from the school. Because I'm pretty sure they didn't want kids to ask about it. They didn't want rumors to be spread. uh, Because nine times out of ten, when people get to talking, the truth gets sprinkled in. The truth comes out. Or they low-key are afraid of child one. I feel like that could be a part of it too. I feel like her, her tutor was, was, oh man, she's very, she's he's a grown-ass man afraid of a little girl. And, you know, I'm not making fun of him for that. This child killed somebody and then threatened to kill you because you was about to eat all the biscuits. That's pretty frightening at any age for any child, any person to say. But I'll be fucking damned. If I'm going to say, wow, this child is lovely. If any of the children I worked with in the past threatened me and, oh, man, this child is lovely and they're so smart and, and exuberant and, and just vibrant and all that. And, and, yeah, she threatened to kill me because I told her to tie her shoe and not to get hurt. And he threatened to kill me because I told him to peel up his pants. And he said, nigga, I'm going to pull up my pants. And he said he was going to pull out the strap and gat, gat, gat me. But, you know, he's very, very intelligent for his age and absolutely not. Come on now. Come on now. It's almost an hour long in this segment. I don't want to spend an hour on it. Like I said, I didn't really originally plan on talking about it. But hey, when I see this stuff, when I read into certain articles and things of that nature, I got to talk about it. So that's just my thoughts. Um, Rest in peace once again to these two kids. Um... Let me get their names once again. We have Shukri, Abdi, and Christopher Capessa. Hopefully, and as with all these cases, justice is actually served. And uh, if or when I find out more, best believe I'm going to talk about it. And as I stated before, if I'm totally wrong about both situations, in the case of it, it wasn't race related, it had nothing to do with is Islamophobia, I will get on here and apologize and admit to my wrongdoings. But that still doesn't eliminate the, well, it will not eliminate the, the bullying aspect. That went down and all the other shit. And kids, these kids were still murdered. Whether it's done by white kids, black kids, Asian kids, other Muslim kids. They were still murdered. Other black kids or whatever. They were still murdered. And uh, their murderers, to my knowledge as of now, have gotten away with it. And the people involved in their murders have gotten away with it as well. So, rest in peace to them. 
Now we're going to get on to the scheduled topics. Stay tuned. All right. Back to the, uh, I guess, the scheduled topics of discussion. Whether it's scheduled or not, though. I talk about what I feel as though is important to discuss. Um, This stuff right here. What's in Joe's cabinet? Uh, More so, who is in Joe's cabinet? What I mean by that is... um, All of the... um, Seats, you know, the cabinet seats that Joe Biden is picking. um, Or has picked. And... um, None of them are progressives. In fact, they're the complete opposite of what a progressive would be or what many of the leftists who said that they voted for Joe Biden because they could push him to the left his decisions continue to show otherwise if you look at his cabinet now you have people in there who are warmongers which the left claim to be against you have people in there who willingly want to destroy the planet for personal gain of course and of course the gain of the United States which goes against the environmental issues that the left claims that they care about You have people in there who want to continue to bail out corporations and give corporations all this leeway. Um, And the left is about people, helping out the people, you know, healthcare and, you know, student loan forgiveness and, and, and all that other stuff. And yeah, he has people in his cabinet that is opposing the very thoughts the very cries that leftists have been vocal about for years. And again, these are the same people who said they could push Joe Biden to the left. And don't think you're going to be able to push Kamala Harris to the left too. Joe Biden is not lasting this year. As I stated on this podcast before, I also stated that this man is not going to be a leftist. And this is what the segment is about, really. Me bragging about that. But let me make this point first. I've said this before and I'm going to say it again because I still feel this way. Joseph R. Biden, it is not lasting longer than 2021. November 4th, 2021, Kamala Harris would be appointed as the president of the United States. And she will then be the president for the foreseeable years until the 2024 election. And then and only then we will see if many of you leftists have learned your lesson from not only 2020, but 2016 and 2008 
in 2004 and 2000 and then you know so on and so forth or are you going to continue to do the same shit that you've been doing which I will discuss in the next segment but I felt it was important (laughs) to separate these points just so I can say that I told you so now I know some of y'all who are listening you're probably saying you said you wasn't going to do that I said I wasn't going to do that in every episode in fact this is my first time doing first or second no I'm calling it my first actually this is my first time doing it since the election well it's first time doing it after the uh, recent election all the I told you shows I was saying prior other than the simple fact that I told you that Joe Biden was not going to be pushed to the left that he is intentionally not going to listen to the the left politicians the AOCs the Bernie Sanders the and I did how do do I dare say it Elizabeth Warren's which I honestly would think I the one thing that took me for a loop was the denial of Elizabeth Warren. She has to fill away. This is a woman who plays the fucking fence of, oh, I'm a true progressive, but I'm also uh, a corporatist as well. And I'm willing to dance and kowtow and, and bend over for the corporatists. Just ask Hillary. Hillary would know all the bending and shaping and all the other stuff I've done for her. So I would figure because of that, her corporate ties with Hillary and the fact that she is, she, she, she's willing to bend the knee, that they would let her in on ob- the obvious stipulation that you have to bend the knee and you have to leave that progressive for the people crap once you enter, enter this door. And knowing Elizabeth Warren, she would have done so. But they didn't even give her the chance, which is, (laughs) in a way, a smart move from Joe Biden and the Democrats. These these are an evil bunch of MFers. But they're very smart and calculated with who they let in and who they don't let in. And they didn't want to take the chance with Elizabeth Warren. Now, she's going to have to let it sit in her soul that she, time and time again, played the fence and kissed the asses of the corporate Dems and just for them to say, nah, you was on the other side too much. We can't trust you. It's kind of like when you, you watch mob movies, right? And then there's a dude who ends up being from the rival mob or whatever, and he ends up ratting on the the uh, the family that he used to be a part of, and you know the family that he is trying to you know cozy up to makes it look like they're gonna invite him into the family, but then they take him for a ride, bang bang in the back of the head, throw the car away, throw his body away, all that other shit. 
So it's like, yeah, we used you for what we could get from you, but we can't trust you. That's exactly that's exactly how Joe Biden and the rest of the Dems are looking at Elizabeth Warren. They're like, yeah, you did a great job in taking down Bernie Sanders. You did a great job in, in you know, putting a damper in that movement, that that whole um you, 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 you know, the, the, the progressive movement, you had a great job at infiltrating that movement and making it seem as you're one of them and you're, you, you over here kissing our asses, but we still don't trust you. We can't trust you. You're two faced. So bang, bang in the back of the head, you iced out. Damn, that must hurt. To the E-Dub uh, supporters out there, I know I know a few, and they, they, they mad at me. They hate me. I don't know if they hate me, but they mad as hell that I don't support Elizabeth Warren. They, one of them was, you know, Warren and Bor- Biden's, um, not Biden, but uh, Bernie supporters, they need to get along. She was on that, uh, and I'm like, you, 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 you never really have anything negative to say about Elizabeth Warren whenever she is doing something foul. But whenever a Bernie supporter or me, who was once a Bernie supporter, whenever I speak out against Elizabeth Warren, whenever she does something wrong, it's a problem. But if I saw you do it, all I would do was retweet your thoughts or at least hit that like. But I don't see you doing it. And your idea, just like the many other Dems' ideas, was, well, we, we don't have the luxury right now to, to bad talk the Demo- another Democrat. We, we can't do that now. We can't afford to do that now. Oh, yes, the hell we can. If you think I'm going to keep my mouth shut because your party or your politician is telling me that I should be more afraid of Trump than them or anything else. Yeah, you got me messed up. You got me messed up. I'm not I'm not one of these people you could string along. And two, we already went through that plenty of times when I talked about how people, Trump supporters especially, they do this, but um, that does not mean other, the, the Democrat uh, whoever supports a democratic politician, they're not guilty of this as well, where they will say that this is not the time for criticizing and, you know, this, that, and the third. What it truly means is I don't want you to remind me how shitty my politician is. It's them admitting that you're right, but they don't want to admit that. Because that just crushes their dreams and crushes their thoughts. And they don't know how to process the fact that they're supporting a political party or a politician who is absolutely not for them, who is absolutely garbage. Someone that they thought was actually for them, a group of uh, political party who they thought actually cared about them, or at least a sector of the political party who they thought actually cared about them. And then finding out that they don't, it's heartbreaking. But instead of them saying, okay, this is the truth. Let me, 
learn from this and 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 call this BSL or move accordingly. They rather deny, deny, deny because oh that other guy he's 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 far worse. I don't care if getting shot in the head is far worse than being stabbed in the foot. I don't want either. The whole shit sandwich and piss drink analogy, you know, with the whole, you know, lesser of two evil shit. No, you shouldn't have to choose between either of these decisions. So... You can try to make, say things like, oh, we can convince ourselves. I just want to know all the Warrenites out there. Your girl iced out. The Bernie bros out there who voted for Biden. Your, your boy iced out. AOC, who is currently the only one who has some say, yet she is being ignored and chastised. And is constantly talking about giving up because she knows that she is fighting a a losing battle what what are y'all saying now y'all meaning more so the Warren Knights and that's what I call them the Warren Knights and the Bernie Bros and the Bernie Sisters now I saw one on Instagram post that she she wanted to talk about the difference between real progressives and not real uh, not real progressives and all that other stuff and I agreed with her post but I'm sitting there looking at her and I'm like but you still voted for Joe Biden under the same guise that other people who claim to be pro- real progressives voted for Joe Biden because we could push him to the left. And now, you all are seeing the very thing that I and others, progressives, real progressives, were telling you was not going to be the case. I told y'all so. People say, oh, you, you, you always lying to be right. You always just like being right in it. Y'all know, y'all heard me say this plenty of times. I hope I'm wrong. I want to be wrong about X, Y, and Z, whatever the situation is. But I'm not going to lie to myself and say, (laughs) no, I don't believe X, Y, and Z will happen if I truly believe it. Because the only times you're going to hear me say, I don't believe X, Y, and Z is going to happen if I truly don't believe it's going to happen. Which, which, Which was the case with Joe Biden. I didn't believe that he or Harris were going to be pushed to the left. So guess what I said? I don't believe they can. And people could talk about, it hasn't even been a full term yet. It hasn't even been a full year, a full month. It hasn't been even a year. All that. Y'all can say all that. Literally, all of what I just said, y'all can say all of that. Let's see three months from now, two two months from now, three months, six months from now, a year from now, when Joe Biden is gone and Kamala is the next uh, president. Let's hear it. Let's see what's happening. 
And also, as I mentioned before, the blame is going to be Mitch McConnell. If Mitch McConnell, uh, if if GA loses their spots and everything and all this other shit, right? Yeah, what's going on in GA right now uh, with their uh, local elections? If the Dems don't win there, Joe has easy access to blame Mitch McConnell for why shit doesn't get done. But if GA does go blue, once again, it's going to be a lot harder for Joe to have to explain to y'all why he's not doing the shit that y'all are what were demanding of him to do. Or he might go unscathed as I am assuming you all are going to let him do simply because he's not Donald Trump. So this is going to be an interesting sight to see. Y'all can say, oh, you, you just, this is, how can you, how can I'm looking at this like a game because y'all been playing this entire time. Y'all been playing like y'all give a fuck. And if you're not one of the y'alls, well, I'm going to need to see you out here actually doing what AOC pretty much did. Admitting to being wrong. Now, if you don't feel like giving up like she made it clear, then don't give up. But in the next segment... I am going to talk about the leftists who say they want change, but they're not actually doing anything different and expecting the same outcome every single election year. And it's just not going to happen. So, we're going to get a break, and then we're going to get into that asp- uh, that topic. Stay tuned. All right, back the weak left hook. Oh, y'all like that title, but seriously, so. Leftists, progressives, whatever y'all want to call yourselves. I'm going to start off with love. I love y'all. The ones who are true about it, I love y'all. I love the work that you do. I love what you stand for. I love what you fight for. Y'all are not perfect, but neither am I. But my imperfections have nothing to do with fear and probably have a lot to do with my lack of compassion and ability to understand those who um, say they think like me, but then they show a slight difference. But we're not talking about me right now. We're talking about y'all. Y'all who, once again, who understand that Joe Biden is no damn saint. Um, 
for a lot of them who understand that the lesser of two evils shit is actually bullshit for a lot of y'all who actually want to make a real change who is tired tired of the two-party system but you still voted for joe biden i talked about the movement of people's party um before on this podcast i'm giving him another shout out um And I knew this when I saw their convention that they had that was on August 30th, my birthday, by the way. So that was a nice little birthday watch for me. Um, But um, and I saw the number uh, of people there who said they voted for there were voting for Biden. Marion Williamson was one of them. Dr. Cornell West was another, and I believe there are other ones, but those are the two notable na- notable names because those are the two people that I uh, follow, and I actually like what I see from those two individuals, plus many more. Um, but you know, those are the two notable names who I disagreed with when it come came to who to vote for uh, this past election. But it was more than them who voted for Biden. And if I'm not mistaken, I was told about 70% of the speakers that spoke that lovely day of August 30th of uh, my birthday once again, but also the convention for the MPP, about 70% of those speakers voted for Joe Biden. But yet all of their talk was about true progressivism all of their talks were about elevating the MPP actually making it an official political party a movement an actual movement and it's like if you're going to call yourself a movement how do you then vote for the enemy You're saying that you want to remove yourself from this system. You don't want to align with this group, but a group that you traditionally align yourself with, you no longer want any type of allegiance to. So you're starting a movement to remove yourself from it and you want to inspire others to do the same. That's great. That is beautiful. But how the hell do you do that when you go back and you still attach yourself to the very thing that you want to remove yourself from? What sense does that make? That's weak. That doesn't show any type of power. That doesn't show any type of leverage. That shows weakness and fear. And no, fear is not the sign of weakness all the time. But in the sense of politics, when you are aware enough to know that one party stinks, the other party stinks. This party that we've been aligning ourselves with really stinks. This other party really stinks. But you know what? I'm so goddamn scared of that other party that I'm still going to vote for this stinky party. That is not that that is not intelligence, that is not power, that is 
not how you leverage your power. And that's definitely not how you start a movement. Think about it. Think about the slave revolts. Think about all the other... um, Think about unions. Think about... The Boston Tea Party, you know, for those who want to relate to some non-black shit, right? Think about all this stuff that went down. It was people that said, we no longer want to be a part of this system because we want something better for ourselves. So guess what? We are going to remove ourselves from this and we're going to combat that system. We're not going to rely on that system. We're not going to have any ties with said system anymore. How do you start a movement if you still have ties with the system that you're trying to remove yourself from? It is impossible. You cannot do that. So to call yourself the MPP, the Movement of People's Party, sounds lovely. But 70% of y'all who who spoke on that, and I loved everybody who spoke everybody who spoke there's a couple of people that i still follow now i definitely didn't follow everybody who spoke a couple of people i was already following prior to uh watching the mpp convention once again shout out to cornell west shout out to marianne williamson shout out to my guy um lee camp and my girl eleanor eleanor goldfield those are just four of the names I was following prior to the MPP. But two of those four names voted for Biden. There were other members who spoke on that day who voted for Biden. Yet they are on this platform championing a movement. That is about separating themselves from the Democratic Party, separating themselves from the Republican Party, coming together and creating this movement that is actually for the people. And if any of those people who were from the right and spoke at the MPP voted for Donald Trump, I'd be saying this message is the same fucking shit for them. Y'all claiming that y'all want to remove yourself from this party, this part, the Republican Party that you claim that you don't want any allegiance to, yet you still voted for a Republican. You still voted for Donald Trump. The very man that got you on here on your high horse talking about you do not want to, uh, you don't want him to represent you and you don't think he's a fit leader. Same for the Democrats as I'm talking about now. You don't want Joe Biden to represent you. You don't think he's a fit leader. You don't want allegiance with him. But you did vote for him. At some point in time, leftists, progressives, we are going to have to look at ourselves and say, this is our doing. What do I mean by that? And I'm only throwing myself we in there because I am a progressive. I am. I consider myself one of you all. But I didn't do the same shit y'all did. Came no, Come November 3rd. But nonetheless, other than that, I am one of you all. 
But we are going to have to look at ourselves and say, what are we not doing as to why we're not getting the results that we want? We can no longer look at the Democrats and the Republicans and say, because they're going to do what they do. And they've been consistent with doing what they do. And we, the left, have been consistent with supporting the very party, supporting the very politicians that we claim to be against. All because we don't want to support the opposing party. That we can clearly have the 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 mental capacity to not vote for because we know what they got in store is not in our best interest, but we also know the party that we do vote for has nothing to do within our best interest as well, yet we feel like we have nowhere to go. If you feel as though you have nowhere to go, yet you still want to start a movement, that's 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 a sign of you not realizing your power. Movement of people's party. One could say, if you want to re- remix it up, movement of people's power. But maybe the first name fits more because that's a disappointing 70%. Now, it, if, if it was just those two, if it was just Cornell West and Marianne Williamson, I would still be having the same sentiment like... Why do you two want to vote for a man that you're not only trashing right now, but belongs to a political party that you are claiming you want to get away from, to break free from? Cornell West had, like per usual, gave a very powerful, wonderful speech about breaking away from these systems of oppression. Just to go on November 3rd or whenever he voted, for the system of oppression. <laughs> uh, am I the only one who's seeing this, y'all? What's the point? Yes, the MPP gave me uh, a, a big, big, big burst of motivation on my birthday. It really made me happy to see that there were other like minded individuals out in the world doing the damn thing but what the hell is the point in this damn party if y'all don't if you're not out here actually trying to be a party and this is not to the 30 percent who didn't vote for um, either biden or donald trump this is not directed toward y'all because y'all probably actually did want uh, are actually serious about Uh, the MPP being a major party. But, and I'm not saying the 70% who did vote for them are, um, they're not serious because I don't think you would go on a platform like the MPP on that platform. Make those speeches. 
go associate yourself with the other people on there and not be serious about it. It's just the fear got to them. That fear is an effort. But again, I can't, I'm not making excuses for that. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, they were scared. Oh, no. Because you make it seem as though I wasn't looking at another four years of Trump and and saying, oh, you know, this shit ain't going to be, it's going to be handy dandy good and absolutely not. But uh, what I wasn't going to do was vote for the lesser evil. When bad shit keeps happening, it's still going to happen. Shit, as I said, was going to be the case. It's shown to be the case. Millions of Americans out of work. Millions of Americans, no health care. Millions of Americans, poor. And then you got Nancy Pelosi's witch ass. And I told y'all about her too. Told y'all about her ass. I could have named this whole entire episode. I told you show. Part two. Because I think I already did a a one. I think the title to be exact was I told y'all niggas. But. Point is. Every single week, it's looking like everything that I've been telling y'all for the last few months, heck, for the damn year, is coming to be true. Now, that's no surprise to me. I'm the prediction guy. But I don't want to do, I already did the I told you shows enough in the first segment. And that was a light, I told you so. I could have gone in and said a lot more than I planned out in my head, but I'm I'm keeping it chill. I'm keeping it chill because I don't want to turn people away. But guess what? If I do, I do. I told y'all. But as far as to answer the question, where do these battered wives or these battered husbands go the when i say the battered wives and husbands i'm talking about the people who are the progressives the leftists within the democratic party of course um who obviously are sick of what they've been going through, what we've been going through for decades now with this damn party. And they want shit to change and they, you know, want to get out, but they are staying within this abusive relationship with the Democratic Party because Joe Biden and everybody else will tell you straight up, go vote for the other guy. Where are you going to go? Hmm? Where are you going to go? You don't like me? Go vote for uh, uh, Donald Trump. Oh, you don't like the party? Go vote for them. See how they treat you. We at least put 
minorities in high positions, they don't. We at least act like we care. They don't. We at least give you flowers on Valentine's Day. They don't give you anything. So where are you going to go? Yeah, we cheat you. We lie to you. We abuse you. We take advantage of you. We extort you, we exploit you. But where are you going to go? You go to that other party. Ha ha ha, good luck. Because they're not going to do any of the good that we've done for y'all. And where y'all going to go? Them third parties? And the response should be yes. Y'all want to talk about, well, third parties don't win. They're not big enough, so they don't win. They're not big enough because the very people who have the same ideologies as the third parties don't support the third parties. You know, you're listening to a podcaster, you're listening to a music artist, and you're saying to yourself, this person should be big and bigger than they are. You have to take into accountability Maybe you're not supporting them as much as you think they should, as as much as you think you are, or they're simply not getting the support, even if you are supporting them. They themselves are not getting the buzz that you're possibly giving them. Another thing is, I think it sends a message, even if you don't want to necessarily go to Green Party or if the MPP actually wants to become its own party and not just a a, a safe space for when they want to cry to one another uh, when Joseph Biden slaps them or Kamala Harris you know puts one of her boots up their asses and stuff and sodomizes them and then they go back and vote for them Whenever they've calmed down and stuff because they gave them a flower and a peck on the cheek. You know? If you actually want to make that uh, the MPP serious, if you don't want to uh, vote for um, Green Party because that's just not the party you want to associate with for whatever reason... You can still vote for these politicians, not for the simple fact of winning, but for the simple fact of sending a message to the Democrats that you all need us. And if you're not going to listen to us, you're not going to implement these 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 uh, the plans and, uh, you know, policies that we're saying you should implement. We're going to vote for the party that will do so. Because a vote for the Green Party, you don't have to twist whoever the candidate's arm. You didn't have to twist Howie Hawkins' arm in 2020. In 2016, you didn't have to twist Jill Stein's arm to get them to support the stances that you supported. But you have to do that with a Hillary Clinton. 
You have to do that with a Joe Biden, a Kamala Harris, and you still get nothing because they don't even get to give you the chance to speak or see them. So you can't even get in arm's length with them to twist their arm. They ignore your cries. They hire people who are purposely against what you're uh, uh, you're all about. And they keep it pushing. You would rather do all of that than to actually vote for the politicians you don't have to twist. You don't have to uh, cry and beg and shout at. The politicians who are literally saying to you, hey, look at me. I'm listening to you. I agree. Talk to me. Vote for me. Let's get this. Let's work together and get this done. Let's make this these things happen. You don't vote for them, but it's easier to twist the arms of politicians that you can't push. Y'all want to bring up older situations and we got Nixon to do this. We got this person to do that. And we got, we talking about today, nigga. We not talking about the 80s. The Democrats have gotten a lot more evier, e- ev- eviler, but a lot more small, a lot, a lot more smarter. In an obviously conniving bad way. They've learned from the mistakes. Politicians in general. From both parties. Now uh, both parties have gotten a lot dumber as well. And you can use that to your advantage. But you can't do that if you don't know where their fault line, uh, their, their faults lie. You also can't do that if you yourself is even afraid of them in the first place. The simple fact of the matter that you're afraid of them or the opposing party is enough for them to have that much power over you. So, to my lovely comrades in the left, my brothers and sisters in the left, progressive movement. All I'm saying is nothing will, all the work that you're putting in, that we're putting in, because even if the work I put in, I'm living the, the 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 type of life that I'm telling y'all y'all should be the type of voter the type of I'm living that. But even as someone who is living that, I still do not reap the benefits of any of the work that I'm putting in because y'all keep voting for the motherfuckers who don't want to uh, listen to us. Y'all keep voting for the fools who who are purposely icing us out. So it doesn't matter if I was living a life or not, if I was putting in the work or not, if you're living a life or not, if you're simply just going to continue to support them. And that's when we continue to fail. Like I hinted at um, in the last segment or so. These next four years are going to be really interesting. Really interesting to see 
how progressives act and react because we as a group didn't learn anything from 2016 either it's not just the brain dead zombie democratic voters who didn't learn anything from 2016 it's the progressives who didn't learn anything from 2016 it's Bernie Sanders who didn't learn anything from 2016 So, the same shit gonna keep happening, y'all. If you're progressive and you're listening to this and this stuff disturbs you in any way, I'm just speaking the truth. If you don't want it to be the way, once again, as I've been saying all year long, learn to assess these presidents. Don't vote for the political party who clearly isn't in your best interests. Continue to do that. Continue to get screwed. All right, so this last segment, I don't know how long it's going to be. I don't intend for it to be long. Um... Because I honestly don't have much to say about the wicked witch that is Nancy Pelosi. Um, another I told you so moment. Sure, that's possibly going to be in this segment here. But I definitely don't want to make it the bulk of it. You know? Um, and the reason why I'm so reluctant to just be on some I told y'all so shit. Um is a lot of it had to do with a lot of what I said was going to happen. Oh, y'all ain't ain't seen... (laughs) Y'all ain't seen the worst of it yet. You know? Um, It's that, and I would rather much talk about other subjects and other things than to say, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. Um, You know? I'd rather talk about myself and you know, the supporters and just why I do this podcast and why I do other things. And these are things that I will discuss. In fact, my, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, my 2020 uh, Spotify wrapped stats. I will talk about that. Um. Pretty much when I'm done giving Nancy Pelosi the reading that she deserves. Um, Because as much as I don't want to spend so much time focusing on her, she does need this reading. Um, Because I told (laughs) y'all, I'm sorry. It's it's hard for me to, to not say I told you so. Um, I can level it down, but it's hard for me to not say I told you so. This is a woman who, throughout the entire pandemic, showed clear signs that she doesn't give a fuck about us. She doesn't give a fuck about the people. She cares about herself, her bottom line only. She She just admitted that the reason why 
she has been purposefully blocking the stimulus. And I said this, but I'm going to say it again. Blocking the second stimulus check is because she didn't want to give Trump any leeway. She didn't want anything, give Trump any reason, anybody a reason to look at Donald Trump and say, hey, at least he got us these stimulus checks. Hey, at least he, she wanted to make him look as bad as possible, which again, go back and do your damn search yourself. This is something I said in the past episodes when discussing the 2020 election. And it's not just her, the Dems in general. I said they do anything, they do and say anything to make sure Trump doesn't have anything of any anything that could be praiseworthy, right? This woman, let it be known that she purposely let millions of American die, Americans die, go broke. Even though those checks didn't do shit to uh, a lot of us. And not everyone got a check. I.e. me. I never received one. Now I didn't receive one for a specific reason. Which I thought was completely fucking stupid. But they were saying this second go around. It was going to allow someone like myself to be able to receive those stimulus checks. But I still didn't receive one. Neither did uh, you because she didn't want to make Trump look bad. So she finally admits to that. She Her whole thing was to get uh, Joe Biden and Harris in office. And now that they're in office and now that Trump is out of office, she wants to then consider giving out second stimulus checks before there was no consideration because we don't want to make Trump look good in any way I don't it doesn't matter what the American people want miss I know what the American people want if you did then why'd you let us all starve and go broke and die Miss Woman of the People. This is a woman that a lot of y'all are probably praising for the semantics and the the performative BS that she is known for. And oh yeah, it's rumored that the reason why she's on board with the second stimulus checks now has it has very little to do with even though it is part of it with Biden being in office it's because it's going to help out her husband's contracting business in in some way or with some contract that he's got going on and that's obviously going to benefit her since she's married to the man so whatever money he gets his business gets she initially gets as well so it's this is not like hey americans we've been we know times have been hard and i got you i told you i knew you all it has everything to do with my man's getting this money i'm getting this money as part of this stimulus check that we're gonna cut 
a, a small part, small part of it for these Americans. Everybody else, y'all gonna get this small piece of the pie. My man's gonna get this large piece. I'm gonna get a part of that piece, that large piece. Bada bang, bada boom. Disgusting. This woman, she runs uncontested. It's just really disgusting that she's still around. This is who the Democrats have to answer to. And what I mean by that, I don't just mean Democrat politicians. I mean you all. Once again, those who faithfully vote for the party that continuously from the Nancy Pelosi's, from the Joe Biden's, from the Barack Obama's who continuously show you that they do not care about you, that they are not going to be for you yet you still align with them And as I was saying to the MPP folks and all the other leftists and progressives, this is not going to change. This is not going to change until they die. (laughs) Or you say enough is enough and we will no longer support you. Nancy Pelosi understands just like how Joe Biden understands, just like how Barack Obama, just like how Kamala Harris, just like how um, all the other corporate Democrats understand that all we have to do is give them empty promises. Put on a performative act and not be Donald Trump, not be a Republican, at least out in public and we got them we don't have to do anything in in terms of policy we don't have to do anything in terms of actually helping them out we just need to perform 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 That's all we need to do. And again, you all allow this because you all continue to support them. You all continue to not hold them accountable. You all continue to give them excuses. Yeah, but fuck Nancy Pelosi. Ugly ass bitch. Yeah, we're getting raw over here. I never liked that woman. Evil, just evil witch. One of the worst kinds too because she's not out here. She's out here acting like she actually cares. No, she doesn't. She has zero connection with the common people of America. She has zero fucks for the common people of America, but she will swear that she does, and she's one of those worst elitist assholes who believes that their presence 
what they say, what they do, what they give to charity is, oh, we're a blessing to the poor. And these people really think that. Nancy Pelosi is no different. Just straight trash. Trash covered in expensive clothing wear, you know? Trash that can afford expensive ice cream and and wow, many other Americans die and all that shit. If they're not dying from COVID, they're dying from the health issues they had before COVID. If they're not dying because of that, they're dying because of hunger. They're dying because police reform ain't ever going to be a thing because you got Barack Obama's bitch ass talking about defunding the police is too harsh of a term and it turns people away. It's not what turns y'all motherfuckers away. It's the fact that the money, the support from the police unions that y'all are going to get, that y'all will lose by supporting a defund the police type movement is going to turn your, 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 it's not going to line your pockets up as much. But you know what? If I continue to talk about Nancy Pelosi trash ass, I'm going to get upset. I don't want to do that. Just know I don't like her. Fuck her. There's nothing at this point. She can she can raise the uh, amounts to ten thousand per uh, adult. And I would likely say, give me the money that is our money. Let's get this shit straight. This is not no fucking handout. This is our money. That $1,200 that I never received was $1,200 that was my fucking money. So even if she raises it to $2,000, $1,500 is the highest I've seen someone uh, say that it would be. That's our money. And if it ends up being that high, 1500 that's not going to get me to look at Nancy Pelosi and say, oh, she's not too all that bad. Just like if Donald Trump were to get us a second stimulus, that was not going to get me and others to say, well, you know, he's not all that bad. No, you're still a piece of shit. You're rotten piece of shit. Nancy Pelosi, Donald Trump, and anybody else who is a rotten piece of shit out there in Washington. Now, let's talk about me and my loveless stats. So, like I said, I got the wrap-up revolts, results, and, um... Big shout out to Canada and Australia for being uh, two countries that that I I I guess I I became became popular in um, this year. I appreciate y'all listens for real. Um, 
you know, I hope to continue to grow within your country, um, all over the world. The fact that I'm in 16 total countries, people are listening to me in 16 total different countries is, it amazes me. Um, again, I'm just some American dude, um, or some dude born in America, whatever you want to call it. Um, who's got an opinion on stuff and talks about it and no matter where whoever is listening wherever you're listening the simple fact that you all do listen um it it really brings a smile to my face when I saw those stats and everything and if you follow me on Twitter and Instagram I'm sure you're sure uh you saw those stats but if you don't go go ahead and follow the official uh, let's uh, Ernest Thoughts podcast. I was about to say the old title, but the official Ernest Thoughts podcast um, on Twitter and Instagram. Go there, follow me, and you know appreciate the 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 follow. But you'll be able to see uh, the exact stats that I am referencing here. Um. It's not the end of the year yet, so I'll save the whole spew <laughs> for the the last episode of 2020. Um, I'll do that for my other podcast as well, but I just wanted to say thank you all from the bottom of my heart for listening to me. Um, throughout the many minor changes this podcast has gone through, um, it seems as though a lot of y'all stuck around and y'all still listen. And I'm I'm I, I'm appreciative of that. Even if you're brand new, um, I'm appreciative of you discovering me whenever you did and sticking around and supporting me the way that you do. You know, a lot of people make it seem as though I'm all about money or I'm just about the money simply because I have a Patreon, simply because I have I put my PayPal and Cash App link down there. Simply because of all that other stuff. And that's simply not true. You know, I do uh, love the monetary contributions if they were to happen. But that's definitely not the reason why I do this. I do this because I love it. Um, You know, I'll get into all that because I do want to make a separate episode as to why I do this podcast. But... Uh, to to give a little bit of reason away, I love it. I love doing this. You know, I love being able to speak my mind on shit, even if it was to say "fuck Nancy Pelosi." I love the simple fact that I can say that. <laughs> but even if it's not to say "fuck this person" or whatever this person or whatever, if it's just simply me sharing my thoughts on music, which is my my two cents podcast or is it me just simply talking about myself or sending out a positive message or whatever the case is or being able to talk to somebody and interview them and see what they all about see what they got going on and stuff I love being able to do that and yeah um that's that's you know a big part of why I do this podcast um but like I said I will go more in depth during the last episode of this um podcast for the year um i know the year is almost up but 
I still got episodes to go. So, you know, um, don't think the end is pretty is is near pretty soon. It's not. Um, but in a couple weeks it is. But it's not the end, the end, of course. It's the end of the podcast for the year. I don't do seasons. I know that's a thing with people. I mean, if you want to consider each season of this podcast um, or each year of a podcast, this podcast, a season, go right ahead. If that is how you like to organize the things in your mind. But I don't I don't really do seasons. I don't go, you know, season one, season two, season three. Um, we're going to be up to 2021 will be season four. Um season four if we're counting the Spotify uh podcast that I did that was where this podcast started but season three if you're not gonna count that but I'm counting to get that uh even though it's no longer on Spotify so would be season four for me and for you if you count that season three for if you don't count that uh, but I don't really do this whole season thing anyway um I just go with the flow. The point is for me to get my thoughts out there. Um, I definitely do have plans for this podcast. I don't want it to just be a way to where I'm just the only one talking. I've been looking for possible co-hosts or at least people to come on from time to time to share their thoughts on the various things that I talk about. Um, I've had a few people reach out, but they never really follow through um, as far as becoming guests from periodic guests from time to time. I don't have anybody who wants to be a co-host. I'm not actively looking, meaning that I'm not like it's not a hell bent type thing for me to like I really need a co-host. If I go another year or for however long I do this podcast if I never have a co-host, I'd be perfectly fine. Um, I've gotten guests the first time this year, and I've been, ever since I started the podcast, there have been people uh, saying they wanted to be a guest. So the simple fact of the matter is that, you know, things can happen. You know, this was the first year I've gotten multiple guests on the podcast. So I have no doubt in my mind that in the future, that Maybe there will be a co-host. Maybe there will be a periodic uh, person that comes on from time to time to share their thoughts on whatever we're sharing our thoughts on. You know, Uh, maybe some of the guests will come back. Um, About two of them said that they wanted to. I'm willing to have one of them back. The other one, not so much. (laughs) No, Um, I'm going to just leave it at that. Probably share that for a story time for a future episode but uh yeah i have no problem if you are listening to this and you've been a guest i have no problem with you being back on unless you're the guest that i'm talking about when i say no i don't want you to have you back on it's uh, really um and for new guests anybody who is listening to this right now you don't have to have a podcast you don't have to you don't have to have anything. 
you know? I mean, you should have an opinion or something to say if you're going to be a guest on this podcast. Um, But you don't have to have all that. You just simply have to be yourself and, you know, you want to come on, share your thoughts. This is a safe space for you to share your thoughts, be respectful about it, um, and, you know, I'm going to continue being me. And for all the supporters out there listening, I really appreciate that. Y'all continue being you. Whether you want to support freely, monetarily, mixture of both, that's perfectly fine with me. You know, when I once again name the financial options, the payment options, it is not to try to pester you, to try to get you to donate on and try to make it seem as though the people who give me money are the people I care a lot about. I talk about the stats and I talk about and that when I at the end of the year, I talk about how much I love uh, the reception I've gotten or I'm getting is because of the people who listen to you for free. Those people are people who, you know, to me are special because they don't got to listen to you. You know, when you pay for something, you feel obliged to, you know, pay attention to it or, you know, whatever, because you paid for it. So obviously you want your money's worth. If you're not paying for something, you don't have that you know, connection with, I, I, I got to get my money's worth because there was no money to be put forth into it anyways, at least not on your end. Um, so for the simple fact of the matter is those who don't put money forward and getting the content that they get from me and still come back to it because they have a connection. Obviously that is some love right there. That's something that is deeper than money can buy. And I really appreciate that. So don't ever think, and I have to say this because um, I feel like I'm getting, uh, some people, not everybody, but simply because I started the Patreon and stuff, I rubbed some people the wrong way, by the way. But those are people who just hate seeing other people get money. I'm realizing that. But the Patreon wasn't meant to dis- to, to discourage the people who listen freely. Now, Patreons, patrons get special uh, perks, but you have to put in incentives to get people to want to become a patron. If I were to give them the same thing that they're getting for free, what sense would that make? It's like paying for a premium plan of anything versus a free plan of something. With your free plan, you get X, Y, and Z. With your premium plan, you get X, Y, and Z. If the premium plan was as the, was the same as the free plan, why would then people pay for the premium plan? That's just downright stupid. If you ask me, and if it's a waste of your money. If I was to give you the same content on Patreon that I was giving Pete out for free, you know, the videos and the extra content. I would tell the patrons, why are you paying for this? You can get this for free. I'm uploading these videos on YouTube for free 
Why are you paying on Patreon just to see these videos? Why do you want this extra content when the extra content is being uploaded on Spotify, Apple, and all the other places you can listen to this podcast for free and not just on Patreon? Why are you paying for it? Now, that's your decision if you still wanted to pay for it, even though there are freer options. But to me, you you got to make a difference. But for those who decide they want to pay into said extra content, I'm not going to look at you as someone who is better or worse than those who decide not to do so. You all are special, but like I was saying before... I feel as though people are more inclined, like if I'm paying for something, I feel as though I'm more inclined to actually pay attention to that because, well, I paid for it. I have to make some use from it some way, somehow. When I don't pay for something and I'm just listening to it for love or I'm just paying attention for love, that's how you know I'm really enjoying whatever I'm viewing into. So that's why y'all are special. And I thank you for that. So, with that being said, it's been another episode of the Earnest Thoughts Podcast with your host, Earnest. Though you love Earnest, same guy, different name, timestamps in the description box below. Appreciate all the listens, even if you listen for about five minutes, ten minutes, the whole damn episode. Please like, share, comment subscribe i don't know how you would like it's a podcast not a youtube video but hey on anchor you can hit the applause buttons that's kind of like likes right so you can do that (laughs) um if you're listening to this on anchor um oh i know how you can like on apple you can rate (laughs) you can rate the podcast five stars is is what i would love to see but if you want to rank it any lower um, please comment and let me know as well why you leaving a ranking that you're leaving. And um, I definitely do read those and I will take into any any consideration that you have um, as far as comments, critiques, ways to improve the podcast. I will definitely take into consideration. I'm not saying that your, your, your demands or uh, whatever will be met swiftly because I don't have the money like that. Uh, if you're like, we want a more professional setup or whatever, um, again, I don't have the money for all that at the moment. But when I do have the money for all that, trust and believe that these things will be, um, you know, met. So appreciate your patience. Most of all, appreciate your listening. Appreciate your subscribes as well. Till then, until next episode, stay black. If you are black, stay beautiful. Black lives matter. LGBTQIA lives matter. Trans lives matter. Black trans women matter. Black trans men matter. And you matter. Listener. And I'm out. Peace.